Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm here with uh, Zev Pace uh, with the National Hemp Association at the HIA convention here just north of uh, Denver, Colorado. How you doing, Zev? Do great, Coach. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah it is. A lot of happening here. It is amazing. I mean, the, the, the faces that are here, many of them are, are people I've seen before. A lot of them are new. And they're all so excited to see what this is all about. How do they get involved? How do we take it to the next step? It's just really, it's almost overwhelming. Yes, yes. There's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of uh, uh, people uh, that are inspired to do a lot of things. And uh, organization that we, you and I belong to uh, is is very instrumental in, in furthering the hemp industry. Well, um, because it is still a, a, a very new industry that's coming back into being, there's so much education that has to be done. And, and really, the three things that we focus on is education, legislation, and then economic development for our yeah. members. And we really are the... I can safely say we're the only organization that really is focusing in on supporting the members on an ongoing basis, yeah. being able to give them, make connections for them, um, giving them information, uh, providing them with resources, and that's just so critical. It's not the only thing that has to happen, but it's very, very important, and we are definitely the leader in that. In yeah, that yeah, and I'm going to carry that along uh, with uh, the association uh, that I started last year, the Caribbean Hemp Association. I'm leaving uh, next Wednesday for the islands and start to work again down there with the industry there. That's great. And, I, and we have about a dozen affiliates right now. Uh, the vast majority are states out there. Some already have hemp legally growing. Some are just getting going. Uh, some are really just trying to figure out how to start. Um, you, with, with the Caribbean Hemp Association, are, are one of the few that are a little more regional um, mm -hmm. and being able to help get something going in a, in a larger area. So I'm very excited and look forward to being able to support you in that. Well, thank you very much, sir. And, uh, you know, I look forward to coming back to the uh, States after it gets warmer again because it's starting to get cold here, you know. <laughs> I believe it's 80 today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we're inside here in a hotel. And it's I air freeze. conditioned, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been really good, and I, I really appreciate everything that you've been able to do to get the, uh, to educate people around the country, to help get the word out. Doing these podcasts has been wonderful. I mean, you must have... I don't know, 50 of them at this point? 110. 110, okay, I'm not quite caught up yet. Yes, then. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of information, and I really do encourage people to take the time to really go and, and listen to them because the amount of information is all across the board, and that's really what most people lack 
right now is a real understanding about what this is, what it can be, um, and, and how do they plug themselves in. Because I get calls from people all the time that say, hey, I want to be involved in the hemp industry. And my first response back to them is, that's great. What part are you wanting to get involved in? Because there's so many different ways to go, and most people don't even realize that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you think it's just, and a lot of them just think it's, it's farming. Well, what do you do with the crop after you farm it? You right. Know, so. Right. And farmers who are serious farmers, that is the first question they ask, which is the first question they should be asking. Because if this is going to become a, a, a national commodity again, they have to understand that when they plant, put those seeds in the ground, they already have a buyer for that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what we're all pushing for is really to, to to support the farmer, first of all, and if they do well, then the rest of the in industry is going to do well. Yeah, and, and we need to make sure that the farmer does do well, because right now, the way our systems are set up, the farmer often isn't getting very much. Exactly, exactly. Well, Zev, thanks very, very much for being a guest on the IHAM Revolution podcast. Pleasure to see you again and to be here and uh, say hello to uh, all your friends in the islands. And I, I'm going to have to figure out a way to come and visit you and make sure everything's going okay. Well, we're going to have little seminars down there. Fantastic. Take care. Thanks, Coach. Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm with uh, Nick Donaldson, and uh, we're at the HIA convention here in Denver. Uh, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, Coach. How are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, it's great to, great to talk to you again. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your business, uh, Ganja. Yeah, so Ganja Capital Advisors, we continue to work and educate financial institutions to find the ones who are willing to knowingly, openly, transparently deal with the cannabis industry. So I don't care if you own a hemp farm, a processing plant, or a dispensary. I'm just trying to help this industry and its business owners access traditional financial services that they so desperately need. Okay, so what type of services are you talking about here? Yeah, so I mean, commercial insurance is getting a lot easier and better, but it's still a challenge. Uh, banking, some states are better than others, but that's a big focus that people need help with. Uh, credit cards, just having a regular merchant service account uh, that doesn't charge exorbitant rates, you know, that's a real problem. And then where my real focus is, is in the capital management side. So providing a corporate brokerage account so they can have something besides that checking account that may get shut down in a week or a month and then you know connecting businesses that need either startup or equipment capital or growth capital uh, with financial institutions and private equity and such that are interested in seeing this business grow. Super. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out here that can use your services, and uh, we'll have to talk further on that. Well, yeah. Nick, let me ask you a question. Now, you're here at the HIA convention. Um, what is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference here? And we have two days to go here. I want to know how we can get more hemp business in the U.S. and import less hemp from Europe and Canada and China. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Nick, it was great talking to you again, and uh, thank you for being a guest again on the I Have Revolution hey, podcast. Anytime, Coach. Thank you.
Hey, it's Coach Freddie here. I'm here at the convention just outside of Denver, Colorado, talking to Rick Trojan with the Hemp Road Trip. Hi, Rick. Hey, Coach. Good to see you. Yeah, it's great. Great to talk to you. I was on a road trip. You went on a second leg, and I went on my first leg with the uh, uh, Hemp Revolution Road Show in my car. So uh, tell us about the, your next leg of your trip, which is the third leg. First of all, I saw your car, and it looked like a lot more luxury, luxury than we have on a little road trip. Uh, and, and love that you went out and did that and, and, and continued to carry on what we did when we started uh, back in February. So uh, love that. But we are getting ready for the Hemp Road Trip Academic Tour. So we're going to be visiting colleges and universities all across the country, uh, starting here in Colorado, then in Kansas, spend some time in the Carolinas, uh, and then come back up through Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Iowa, and really start to push not only the education, piece but also the advocacy piece and really start to, to see if we can get the Industrial Hemp Farm Act move forward and, and pass this year. Uh, I was looking at doing just a, an education tour but we're going to add some advocacy in there as well. Uh, we'll. We'll push till the end of this year and then we'll form a 501c3, a, a non-profit education tour uh, for the Hemp Road Trip moving forward but right now we're going to do both politics and, and uh, advocacy and uh, education. Well that's great. Yeah I remember we stopped at a few colleges on the first leg and it seems to me like the um, students had an open mind. Absolutely. And it didn't take too much convincing, whereas the general public, people at an older age, uh, have this preconceived brainwashing that uh, we all had, I guess. I see that the, the students uh, really just need a little bit of information and they'll start the ball rolling. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. In fact, some of the students we met during the first tour are now doing economic uh, thesis papers or calling up, calling me for information about our farm and, and, and what things are going. They're really doing their own research and, and starting to motivate. Uh, and that's one of the goals of this phase is to help stu motivate students to really study this plant and help their, their colleges study this plant. So we'll talk to faculty, staff, uh, you know, professors, students all across the board and really help them understand that this plant needs, that we need to study and, and research this plant a lot more right, as yeah. a country. Just this year, from you and I traveling together and everything starting in January there, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, we've had eight senators come on board the Industrial Hemp Farm Act. We've had uh, seven congresspeople. Six new states are, are now legal, have legalized hemp. Uh, so we're really starting to make progress as, as, as an industry and as a country. Well, that's it's good to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's been grueling, but I think more fun than grueling. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. As I was saying today, I, I'm, I'm pretty ambitious and I don't need a lot of sleep, so we're go, go, go. And, and you and Dan and the other folks on the road trip have helped me to just chill out a little bit more and, and actually take a little more time. And, and, and so I, I think we're finding a happy medium now that we're, now that we're giving it a third, a third roll of the dice. So I think it's, I think it's good. All right. Well, great. And uh, so good luck on your road trip with the, uh, the road trip bus. I'll be down in the Caribbean. Uh, That's awesome. A water trip. That'll be great. <laughs> we're branching out. Now we need a helicopter and a plane, and we're all a train, and we're all good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Hey, it's Coach Freddie, and I'm here at the HIA conference. I'm talking with Ron Alclay uh, with Vital Hemp. He is one of my uh, sponsors. He provided me with some really nice clothes that I'm actually wearing right now. You certainly are. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all outfitted. Shirt, pants, everything. Nice. So, Ron, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing well, feeling relaxed, uh, satisfied after a great conference. I'm so glad that I was able to make it. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Vital Hemp. Well, Vital Hemp's a company that I started 14 years ago on the Venice Boardwalk when I was lecturing in film history uh, and, you know, making my way as an academic. And I discovered hemp clothing and decided I wanted to help the movement of re-legalizing the cultivation of hemp in this country and that the best way to do so was by uh, producing great great clothing because it's pretty hard to demonize something that you know pretty hard to demonize your favorite t-shirt that's exactly right so uh, so Ryan tell me you just have the one store correct mm-hmm okay we and sell to other stores okay so you're a wholesaler also right okay you're here all the way from LA right that's right and what's uh, Santa Monica. So, Ron, let me ask you one question here. Uh, you're here at the conference. What is the one thing that you want to take away from this particular conference here? Well, initially I thought I would just come and set up this little table and go to all of the, the meetings and learn everything that there was to learn about the contemporary s- state of the hemp industry. Um, and instead, what I found is that I spent a good amount of time at the table because people kept wanting to buy the samples and some of the extras that I bought. And the best thing that I found was that apart from the visit to the hemp field, which was really truly a high for me um, after having been in the business 14 years to finally visit a hemp field and see the plants that are responsible for um, making that are responsible for for the for the resource that allows us to make these clothes that we've been making for so long and, and selling. The best thing, um, apart from the visit from to the hemp field, was um, meeting all of the different people in the industry and to see how the industry is growing. To meet a lot of farmers okay. and to hear about uh, how they're uh, navigating and 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 moving the project of re-legaliza- re-legalizing this valuable crop forward and really making things happen on a very large scale. And then, of course, uh, all the uh, people in various other aspects of the business, the growing CBD market and, and to see what's happening with hemp plastics. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a joy to meet all these different people. It really um, is. We have yeah. a good industry, yes. good people in this industry. Very, very, very yeah. good energetic people, enthusiastic people, inspired people. Yeah. 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 And rational people. Yeah. Also, exactly. I mean, if they're not. You, they think hemp gets a bad rap for people being kind of like, you know, stoners and and uh, you know, not on the ball or whatever it might be. And yet, you know, in this industry, you have some very, very smart, rational, savvy business business people who are uh, um, bringing up bringing products to market or or developing the resources to build to bring products to market in and um, I respect the people in this industry a great deal that's right yeah. Yeah. great people 
Saron, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAM Revolution again. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Coach Freddie, and thanks for the work you're doing. Getting the work word you're out. You're welcome. And, you, and thank you again for your donations for the clothes. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm here with uh, Cherie uh, from San Diego area. We're here at the HIA conference in Denver, Colorado. How are you doing, Cherie? I'm doing amazing. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is our first day of the conference, two-day conference. Well, we were here last night, Oxley. Right. Yeah. So t uh, tell me a little bit about your start in the hemp industry in San Diego and what are you doing down there? Okay, well thank you. Um, so we started out in a cannabis club, uh, my son and I, my youngest son and I, and um, because I'm in a rural area and have about a 50 mile um, diameter to try and cover, it got to be a little problematic so we tried to think of a better way to do things. So um, I popped up in the local farmer's market um, in the name of hemp and started advocating hemp and participating in Hemp History Week and um, and teaching and educating the people of the community uh, about hemp and, and the things that have to happen and gathering petitions and things like that. And at the same time, I scheduled my patients to pick up their deliveries at the market. And so I supported the market, my patients supported the market, okay. and it consolidated my delivery time. And so that was such a brilliant solution for covering so many miles in such a short distance of time. I opened a store. Oh, okay. So uh, you talk about your patients. Now, uh, what do you supply your patients? Well, I actually consider myself to have two businesses. Okay. I have the cannabis business, which I consider the black, the dark side. Okay. And then I have <laughs> the hemp business, which I consider the light side. So I okay. have a dark side and a light side. Um, and only for the purpose of differentiating or choosing which crowd I'm speaking to. Okay. So, um, so my patients are cannabis patients. I'm an older individual, obviously. I'm approaching my 59th birthday. I'm retired, and um, most of my patients are my contemporaries. And um, when we started the club, I, I didn't want any of my cannabis on the high school campuses, and so we made our club over 21. And so um, last year, in my participation um, with the industry, I picked up um, helping out cannabis pediatrics in San Diego. And so I, I have a club now that's either over 21 or under 10. Um, and um, we're helping them with cannabidiol. Um, these are children who are with interfractable epilepsy, okay. uh, many of them, um, the autism spectrum type. Okay. Um, I have a lot, several adult patients, uh, some MS, many cancer, um, the whole spectrum, okay. the whole health spectrum. Okay, well, great. And and so, what about in the in the hemp uh, side of it? Do, do you have any uh, products that you sell on hemp? I do not yet. Okay. Um, I wanted to watch the industry, and and to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I avoid the, the topic of medicine in the name of hemp. We kind of have that taken care of with the other cannabis. Not that hemp doesn't bring value. Mm -hmm. I, please don't misunderstand that. Oh, yeah. But I just think it has so many other things that it can do for us. Okay. Um, yeah. Not that medicine isn't a piece of it, but I, I just feel like building is, is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel, you know, we just have such a responsibility to put this earth to fix what we've yeah, done yeah. and to leave it better than we 
Oh yes. <laughs> better. So okay. uh, no, I don't. But honestly, um, before I left this year, I thought this is it. This is it. I'm going to go. I'm going to get all the energy and the motivation. And um, next year, I'll be at one of the tables. Okay. Well, with great. Products. So, what is the if one thing that you want to take away from this conference? Partnerships, relationships, and understanding. Education is paramount. I spent 35 years in the community college district. Um, anything I can take back to the community in okay. San Diego. Um, information at the federal level. Um, I, I'm, I'm here to be uh, to be supportive. I'm here as an advocate. I'm here as a business person. You know, um, I just want to take away all the goodness that hemp always gives us okay well thank you very much for being a guest on the i hemp revolution podcast thank you coach freddie always good to see you good morning good morning hey this is coach freddie here uh and it's monday we're here at the uh hia conference in denver i'm talking with Tom Murphy, it's a, he's with the uh, Maine HIA Association up there. So how you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Okay, well, great. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Maine and what you're doing up there. Well, Maine was one of the first states to pass hemp farming legislation. We passed a law in 2009. Unfortunately, it had a poison pill in it that did not allow the Agriculture Department to pass rules until certain things were met on the federal level. Uh, those things were met, but our Attorney General ruled that it did not trigger the law, and so the Agriculture Department couldn't promulgate rules. Subsequently, we passed some amendments to the law. The Agriculture Department passed rules, but unfortunately, they are insufficient, and we can't grow under the uh, agricultural pilot programs in the Farm Bill, so we're working to fix that in the next session. Okay. So you haven't been growing any hemp up there then? Uh, two uh, farmers did get licenses. I don't know if they grew hemp because the licenses were granted kind of, kind of late. Um, okay. But we are working toward getting an agricultural pilot program under the Farm Bill so we can grow like any other state that is doing so. Okay, well that's great. What is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference here? to bring back to Maine? I think that the, the main focus of this conference being in Colorado is the, the CBD and the emerging markets that are coming out of that. And one of the interesting things that some of the stakeholders said in their comments to the Agriculture Department under the last rules promulgation was they would like to have the ability to grow in greenhouses, grow from clones, not just from seed, and other things that would be acceptable for somebody growing hemp for CBD. So I'm, I'm hoping to learn more about that industry here and be able to take that back and, and meet the needs of the stakeholders in our state. Oh, that's great then. Yeah, they're doing that, a lot of that in Colorado here. Yes. Yeah. Well, good luck and uh, it's good talking with you and thank you for being a guest on the IHAP Revolution podcast. Thanks, Coach. Take care. Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I'm here with Waylon uh, from Pittsburgh, and uh, we're here at the HIA conference in Denver, Colorado. Hello, Waylon. Hey, Freddie. How are you doing, Coach? 
Oh, I'm doing just fine. Could you tell everybody your full name and your, your business name? Absolutely. My name is Wayland Pretenziegel, and I am with Hiradza Horticulture LLC, which is based in North Dakota, of all places. But we are with a Native American tribe, uh, Mandan, Hiradza, and Arikara Nation of North Dakota, uh, famously known as three affiliated tribes. But um, mainly what we are trying to do in North Dakota is bridge a link between North Dakota and Pennsylvania, uh, so that we can uh, legally grow hemp in, okay. in, in, in different states, hopefully, on, on tribal trust <laughs> land, kind of similar to what uh, casinos are doing okay. um, with, with building in out of, you know, building out of state. Okay. Um, um, because I'm from North Dakota originally. I've been in Pittsburgh for uh, going on four years now, and um, I absolutely love it there. Okay. Um, I have children with a gal from Greensburg, and um, we, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop those bridges so that uh, our kids know, you know, where I'm from. They know where my, where their mom's from. Yeah. And so that we can actually try to try to get things moving along in in a, in a I guess in a, in a, in a, in a good way. Yeah, that's in a, cool. In a, in a good way. Yeah. Well, I'm from Pittsburgh too. So, what part of Pittsburgh do you live in? I actually live in. I'm living in Greensburg. In Greensburg. Yep. Okay. Yep. Greensburg right. proper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. So you're here, and what is the one thing that you want to take away from this conference here? Gosh, you know what? I, I'm I'm actually gaining so much industry knowledge. Um, uh, I'm meeting some of the expert. I'm, I'm leading some meeting some of the experts in the industry in the hemp industry, and I think that's uh, one of the big um, takeaways from 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 the conference. Um, I, I, I'm actually meeting the people who are who we can market to uh, okay. uh, when we have a product, when we have a, a marketable product. Okay. And so that's that's really exciting, um, mainly because North Dakota. We, North Dakota was one of the first states to, to to legalize industrial hemp, and I think this was around 99, 98, around that that year. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And so those rights have been there for that long, but we have not been able to do anything with them uh, as tribes or or as as citizens of North Dakota in particular. And so, um, so so there's a lot of you know okay. a, a lot of stuff that I've that I've already learned here today. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable amount of information. Uh, unbelievable amount of people here. <laughs> it's just yeah. great. It's it's really it's really a good good uh, a good conference to be coming to. All right. Well, great. Um, uh, for thank you again for being a guest on the iHamp Revolution podcast on iTunes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Coach Freddie. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.